Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. My name is Andy motherfucking Dowling. Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome to another week, another Andy Social Podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode is a little bit of a mindfuck. It's a bit weird. It's a bit out there because the person that's editing this intro and this episode is this week's guest. It is T.Y. It's Tim Yatris. Uh, and for those of you that haven't been playing along with the life of Andy Dowling or the life of Lord or the life of whatever else, T.Y. was the drummer in Dungeon and the drummer in Lord for a fairly significant period of time. He's played on a whole bunch of different releases over the years. And up until recently, he was also doing a lot of session work for Lord as well, even though uh, he left the band quite a few years ago. So T.Y. is still a very uh, big, integral part of the band and uh, helps us out with a whole bunch of different things. And uh, both uh, Tim in our band, uh, LT, myself, we we uh, do a lot of work on the side with, with T.Y. and a whole range of different things. And one of them being that T.Y. edits this podcast. So hello, T.Y. So I thought I'd catch up with him because it's been quite a while since we really had a good chat and I thought it'd be cool to do a podcast episode where we talk about uh, not only sort of the Dungeon and Lord years, but um, what he's been doing since then. Um, he is a jack of all trades. He is somebody that's dabbled in so many different bands over the years. He's played, uh, uh, just I'm not going to, get them all, but uh, Nazul, Battalion, Autumn's Dawn, Drain in the Light, Ostia, Germ, um, I'm sure there's a bunch of others. I'm, I'm sure there's like, like a really obvious one that I've completely forgotten. But anyway, sorry, T.Y., you can add that in. Just throw a random voice in there and just uh, fill in the gaps. But um, we uh, caught up at T.Y.'s new little studio that he has up in Brisbane. He relocated to Brisbane several months ago with his wife, and um, he's just uh, getting started with uh, getting the foundations of his business up and running up there. And he's really sort of dived into the um, – into the uh, audio engineering sort of field and doing a lot of production and, uh, and just some really interesting work. He not only does a lot of work for bands and, and people like myself doing podcasts, but, um, he is doing a lot of weird stuff with a lot of weird clients and he touches on a lot of that, but, um, yeah, I'm going to stop crapping on. This episode is got so much crapping on. We shit on Matt Bell, who was a previous guest of the podcast episode, what, 99, 98, 99, 99, I think. Uh, so sorry, Matt, we, we just shit on you constantly throughout this whole podcast episode. This is a lot of fun, uh, a lot of tongue in cheek, um, a lot of just great banter backwards and forwards. Uh, T.Y. is just one of those really good guys that you can have a great conversation with, shoot the shit and just take the piss and, and have a lot of fun. So, um, a lot of cool things in here a lot of stuff that you may not have known about uh, TY over the years. So hopefully this might be some, uh, some interesting little stories along the way and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the most important thing is this is a lot of fun. This is a really, really cool episode. So everything that TY is involved with in his projects, his bands, I'm going to have this monster list over at andysocial.net in the show notes. So go over there check it out and um, you'll be able to contact him, especially if you uh, want to utilize any of his skills in the future. So, okay, enough. T.Y., let's wrap this up. Let's kick into this episode with, well, it's you, T.Y., Tim Yatris. Who would have thought, like, 12 years ago, I'd be sitting here with my little notepad to ask you questions about your life. It's like... A VW notepad, no less. (laughs) (laughs) Only the very best. Tim Yatris, this is your life. Oh, anyway, fuck it. We'll just wing it. All right. All right. How you doing? 
Are you recording? Yeah. Did you record all that? Yeah, how's that okay, banter? Yeah, that's that's why everyone when they um when I edit your podcasts, it's always like all this stuff at the start and the people are like really confused. Like, are you recording? And you're like, Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck. That's all the all the hot shots in the United States do that, so I'm like, oh, I've got to follow them. Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah, thanks for having me over in it's Brisbane. It's all right. At your, your hometown. My hometown. My back neck- to your land, back to your people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, um, I've already waved at a bunch of people coming here. <laughs> they didn't know who I was. But <laughs> oh, um, how long have you been living in Brisbane for now? It's only been a few months, isn't it? Uh, four months. Hmm. You got a unit here. And um, I was up here a few months ago. We attempted to do a podcast, but we just got drunk instead. Seemed like the better option at the time. <laughs> at the time. <laughs> this seemed to be the natural progression. Yeah. yeah. Um, we decided that we're just going to do it in unison this time. So we've got some beers out and we're sitting in your studio. You've got this mad setup with this uh, unit that you've got where you've got this underground little labyrinth of... Bunker. Bunker. Yeah, that's <laughs> the better word. And it's cool. Like last time I was here, there was, there was nothing in here at all. It was just a empty room, some tiles and your de- a couple of your desk and that's about it. Now mm. it's got... As you said, like as of like a week ago or a few days ago, now you mm. got like a bit of extra insulation and acoustic apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, s- sound dampening panels. I don't know. I don't even know the word for them. But when, anyway, <laughs> when there's when... them, there's I, like I, I think when most people make a a room for recording, the point is to make it have like a really good characteristic sound and. What, like unique? Yeah, yeah, like wooden floating floors and and it's just like if you go in there and you fucking hit an acoustic guitar in there, it sounds like magic. I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for where this was going. I'm going to make this dead as fuck. So this room just sounds like nothing. So whatever is recorded in here or when I listen back to something in here, there is just, it's just nothing. It's just the true kind of sound character whatever's what whatever's being put out is what's being recorded exactly it's not being messed with yeah, yeah. any ambience in the room or exactly there's no it's not abbey road or anything it's there's no there's no ernerton street <laughs> <laughs> there's no tim yatris vibes no it's it's very, well I've, at least in the in the room anyway i mean it's it's a good thing because the drier shit i get then the more i can just add later have you been getting many people in here since you've moved in or are you still sort of just no, not in here because I didn't want to put the word out until I had everything done. Because the word out, words out now. Well, well, in a couple of weeks. But <laughs> that's all right. I, I I booked a voiceover session in here, and I knew that that was like my cutoff date when I had to have everything finished. Yeah, and it was kind of good because I've been lagging and I've just been doing online work and mixing stuff, and I I just had like a backlog of heaps of shit that I haven't done because we moved up here and finished renovating the old place. Yeah. So I was way behind in stuff. So when I came up here, I was busy enough, but it was good to put a date on it when I need to get it finished and get it looking all schmicko and pro. You've, I mean, you've been telling me about some of the jobs you've been get, doing recently and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, where does this stuff come from? Because, like, I think for most people that we know over the years and anyone that has a studio, usually you just, you're recording music or you're recording like mm. a band coming in or an artist that wants to record a song or something like that. But you've been doing like all this weird shit. Yeah, I love like 
I wouldn't say like my first love isn't recording other people, but I do really enjoy recording other bands and I get super excited when it's like a good band or something. Like mm. recently, because I was working, when I was living in Wollongong still, I was working out of Main Street Studios. It's like a super nice studio with an SSL console and like fucking a handful of U87s and stuff. It was like super good. And it was just really good when you got an artist in because... I'll just fucking say it. Half of the well, three quarters are dog shit. <laughs> and they come in and they say, oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing. And they come in and it's like, you're the world shittest band. Why are you even paying this money? But then, like, when you get someone good, yeah, it was just really fucking cool. Um, oh, would, would you have thought, like, when we were knocking over beer bottles in the, in the control room at Main Street, like, ten odd years ago, that you would be in there behind the desk recording other <laughs> bands and doing some uh... totally not like <laughs> i always like my, i always thought of myself as oh, fuck, i don't know. sound pretentious but it's all right because a few episodes ago matt bell came across as a fucking asshole <laughs> so i always thought of myself as a composer yeah and and it was kind of like the guy behind the desk he he wasn't the talented one he was he was just the one who was like helping my vision get across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which is it's fine when you're yeah. young, but like nowadays, I'm like, I had a bad experience with um, my solo project Germ, and I just thought, fuck, I need to learn how to do all this myself. Yeah. So yeah, back then I would have thought, no way in hell would I ever be the guy sitting behind the desk because, you know, he's not he's not the talented one. He's just the guy twiddling the knobs. Like, That's it. But, yeah. I mean, I've, I've studied it. I've fucking been doing it for years. I've, I've got a diploma now. Like, so Yeah, no shit. I didn't even know that. Fuck yeah. That. Yeah. So it's like I kind of come full circle. I'm like, yeah, that guy actually, he's the one making the magic happen <laughs> because he's the one who has to deal with this dickhead and his ego. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. And then still make it sound good. And Fuck. Um, I still remember... And I think I mentioned this um, on the chat with Matt, sitting at your parents' place and you had like, oh, fuck, I'm trying to think of what the um, what the program was. It was the Guitar Tab. Guitar Pro. Guitar Pro. And you had like the notes mapped out to get a metal- melody and you had uh, like an old Strat or whatever. And it was we- a Squire Strat that yeah. I bought off Mav for 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and you're working out just like melodies and um, I think... That's where you came up with that that keyboard line for someone else's dream, because that was one mm. of the things that you had. But then you had um, you had <laughs> it didn't really go go far. But you had your Chet Tapperson wine glass. So you mean Chet Tapperson had Chet Tapperson's wine <laughs> no, glass? Yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> you might want to edit that one. Just <laughs> when, just just put Chet Tapperson twice. Let, let's make this challenging, like. <laughs> You got a lot of work coming in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have to charge me double to, to edit this particular episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like you sitting down and like just basically working shit out note for note mm. and trying to put it into a Guitar Pro and then sending stuff like when we were just coming up with ideas for for Lord stuff and you just flick it to Tim like we were all doing, but you were actually attempting to put something on the computer, whereas I had like a cassette dictaphone next to, next to an amp, like recording a really bog riff. And I'm like, the good try- old days. <laughs> but, um, and then, and then before, I, I mean, cause I wasn't paying attention before I knew it, then you were suddenly recording 
bands and you're like involved and you're sitting in with Tim quite a bit and obviously mm. Tim was helping um, a fair bit sort of earlier on the piece yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're working at uh, his studio but um, I was like oh fuck when did this all happen this I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say it I actually have it right here what tomorrow brings by Lord Ooh. your band oh um Feature, featuring uh, featuring yourself. me on drums. That's yep. no question. But I don't know. I actually engineered some of his lead vocals. Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure he forgot to put it on the booklet. Oh, I can't see it anywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's out there now. Oh, Tim, have you ever brought it up with him? No, I think he said oh, I forgot to put something of he did on one of my things. So we're even now. Oh, okay. All right, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind. <laughs> oh man, when when um. When we were still playing together years ago, um, you still had like all the stuff on the side, and you'd already been in, like fifty million bands before we even really sort of got going with Lord anyway. Mm. Um, maybe not fifty million. Oh well, maybe I don't know, just a couple less than that. Thirty-five million. Thirty-five million. That, that'll do. <laughs> um, and I just remember you had um, you had Germ Suicide, mm. and I was saying that to Matt, where I vaguely remember I could be wrong, and you can correct me, but. It was something like, let's try and make this the worst sounding thing possible, like at that time. Yeah, like it, it f- fucking, it still is. It was <laughs> like, oh, I'll, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to take a minute to explain. So Germ Suicide, which is now Germ. Yeah. But in my heart, it's still Germ Suicide. <laughs> suicide. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was originally like, I just wanted to make... Basically, like, really emotional and great music that sounded like fucking shit. Yeah. Like, I want people to work for it. Like, so you have to listen and there's melodies hidden because the guitar tone was like... I'm pretty sure we, like... The original germ guitar tone was like we just kept cycling through things and tweaking with them until we found something that just sounded utterly terrible. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> I like I like the fact that you got to make the listener work for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not everyone's like recording music to to win people over, and you're like, nah, fuck that. Like oh, the, the prime example of making the listener work for it is 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 a mate of mine is Asgore from Drowning the Light, and Drowning the Light is like the worst sounding. Like he still has. I don't even know how he records. I don't. I broke a string on his guitar in about 1999, and I don't think he's replaced it yet. So he just <laughs> makes do without that string. <laughs> and it's like a shitty Casio keyboard and stuff. And uh, but the production's super bad, and it's like there's this mystique to the music. So your brain kind of. I'm sure there's a psychological thing behind it that your brain kind of creates melodies that aren't there you're putting things in there yeah exactly yeah, yeah so it's it's almost like what he doesn't play is what you hear like because it sounds so fucking shit that and a lot of that stuff um like a lot of the black metal stuff it's got that repetition in it as well mm. so after a while like yeah absolutely if, if you've got like a riff that just goes for like i don't know 10 minutes and it, <laughs> and it only varies like if anything like just slightly back, back in austin we had riffs that went for like 20 minutes, <laughs> one roof, 20 minutes. <laughs> but you start to, I mean, it's like hallucinating. You, you start exactly. to. It's, it's like yeah. a trance-like state. It's the yeah. same thing as well. I'm, one thing I'm doing now, I'm sure you probably want to touch on this later, is like uh, guided meditations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's exactly the same thing. 
it puts you in a trance-like state. So you're not actually listening to the music anymore at a certain point. You just It's just there and it's subconscious. Mm. And it's the same thing with, yeah, with ambient music, with meditations, with stuff like that, and with repetitive black metal. Yeah. It gets to a point that it just is in somewhere in your subconscious brain, but you're not actually listening to it, but it's just fucking pounding away in there. It's it's funny because all of those projects and all those, like, bands that were formed or not even quite formed, like... Formished. Formished. <laughs> like, they've just got, in their own little pockets, they've got this, like, cult following in, like, the weirdest mm. places around the world. And, and, I mean, you've been pretty lucky. Well, I don't I mean, I'm just going to use the word luck, lucky, but you've you've had like label support in, in Europe that's mm. been able to push a lot of your stuff. And I mean, Matt says it, and I'm going to keep referencing Matt because we're just going to, we're going to drag Matt, Matt through the, through the mud in this one. Matt, that, that guy's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will never listen to this episode. Yeah, that's how much of an asshole. No, he he'll is. listen to about three minutes of it and then he'll do something else. He'll give up. Yeah. yeah Cause he's got ADD. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like he was saying when you guys went over, uh, for oh, it must have been I don't know one of the germ shows or something, and there was just dudes that came up to you just, last year, yeah, uh. and just like just freaking out. But like the fact that I guess I mean you take you take what you do seriously, but um, to have people that just perceive what you do in a certain light, but then I guess the reality behind it of this coastal sunny town of Wollongong yeah that's the height of like black metal depression and it's like fucking 100% like these people probably I don't well actually I'll tell you a story I had a well not a mate just this guy that was like on my Facebook friends he was from (laughs) South America somewhere okay (laughs) and um he he was in he played in a like a black metal band and he's like metalcore band like trendy, like Thyades murder type, yeah, metalcore thing. I uh, was touring Australia, and this was four years ago, maybe. And he just thought, like, he was a massive fan of Austere, and he thought Austere would, oh fuck, if Austere are big in like Guatemala, is that in South America? <laughs> I don't know, like whatever, <laughs> some country. Yeah, he's like, surely in Australia they'll be massive. So he went into Sydney, got Sydney. And first thing he did is he went to Utopia. Yeah. And he went, I just want, just give me, like, Austere's discography. <laughs> and the guy was like, who? <laughs> He's like, you know, like, the black metal band Austere. And the black like, Utopia's like, mate, go look in the A's, but I don't think we've got any of that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he contacted me on Facebook or whatever it was, and he's like, oh, man, I don't have this. I can't even remember what the question was now, but anyway, so he um he en- he ended up contacting me, and I just said I was kind of moved by it. His band got fucked around by the promoter and stuff, yeah. so I invited him down. He was playing in Sydney, and they had a night off, and I invited him down to Wollongong when I was living down there, and just said, "Look, mate, come down. We'll go for a beer. We'll get something to eat, and yeah, fucking why not?" So he came down, and he was like freaking out. He's like, "Oh my god." Tim, like from Austin and German stuff. Is he like, like taking his photos and just? I don't know, but he's just like, yeah. It's like, oh, my bandmates thought you would murder me because you're like you're a black metal musician living in a cave. I'm like, mate, we're at a pub overlooking the ocean, having like a beer and a fucking chicken schnitzel or something. Like, 
What's, what are you talking I'm, about? I'm wearing thongs. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, this may not be the question you originally asked, but I do think that people's preconceived notions are completely different to reality, especially with the Australian scene. Like, yeah. It's yeah. It's just it's 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 just such a mind fuck because, I mean, and having a label in Europe that's like putting it out there, and obviously oh, you're that was up- it labels. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but you're right. You're on the money. Like about the perception of it all because having the label there, and obviously your artwork and and mm. and the music itself, of course. But it's being pushed out there, and I don't know. I mean, you have dudes in Australia that take take a lot of this stuff seriously and they're pretty diehard and, and borderline psychotic. And, um, oh, fuck, you gonna, I'm going to lose my train of thought all through this now. <laughs> you get these diehards who just, they live and breathe whatever genre of metal and especially mm. from the extreme scene with black metal and whatnot. And so they just take it seriously. It's just... Um, and so, yeah, their their vision of of you and and I guess the way that you're on stage and your like the persona that you put out mm. on stage as well, and the arts and the music and whatever. I guess for a lot of people, the imagery around that makes you look like this mysterious guy that lives in a cave. Mm. You can call yourself Sorrow, and you know, sure do. <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess some people are going to be... Uh, then again, Matt, back to Matthew Bell, episode 99, calls himself Anguish. <laughs> I think the only time he's Anguish is when he's going to mark the um, school kids' test or, results. Or, or maybe when the new pair of Nikes have sold out. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> oh, poor Matt. Don't edit that one out. I won't. No, no, it can stay in there. In, in fact, I'm going to like have a lead up and a filter sweep, and this is just going to be a centerpiece of this. Oh, yeah. Here's the highlights. Do a preview. We'll do a preview uh, of yeah. the, the episode to come, and there'll just be a Matt Bell highlight reel that goes through it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, while I'm on, on the topic of, um, I guess, Europe and, and, I guess, over the last few years with. All the different things, like at different projects, and obviously Germs, like the main, well, appears to be the main one. Yeah. But and then you have a mainish, mainish. But how <laughs> is it always been through the same label that all of your stuff's been no. pumped out? You've had a couple of different. No, uh, Aus- the end of Ostia is with a label called Eisenwald, a German label. Yeah, and is a the bloke who runs it. Nico is a really nice guy. Like Agalox signed to him for their last album. Now, John's new band, whatever the fuck it's called, is like John from Magalock. Yeah. He signed to Eisenwald. But um, I signed to Prophecy. Oh, is this who you are now? Yeah, yeah, Prophecy. So anyway, um, Prophecy was after the Grief album in 2013 for Germ. I contacted Prophecy about another project I had at the time and they said, no, we don't want that, we want Germ. Yeah, right. And I was unhappy with Eisenwald because... Various reasons that I won't get into. Yeah. And um, so I just went, yeah, sweet. And I signed to them for four albums, of which I've delivered one. <laughs> Second may come. Beyond yeah. that, that's anyone's guess. But yeah, so it was, but they're a really good label. Like they have like charting bands, like Alcest would be there because they've got Arcturus who were just out in Australia yeah. for a tour recently. And 
Yeah, a, a really good label, and yeah. Is it both both labels, or I? Because I've got a bunch of the releases, but they might be. I don't know whether they're on the old label or or on Prophecy, but um, the artwork and like the packaging's crazy. But it might, like, I don't know what sort of how that works with you guys. Like, do you guys have to take a bigger fucking or a less of a cut? If they're pumping more money into like digi packs and all these extra vinyl variations, no, with Eisenhower, I think I don't know. It's kind of like black metal is probably one of the few genres where people still buy physical. Yeah, and it's like I guess you have to give them something, give them a reason. Like, mm. like why would I buy like a fucking what do you call it? Jewel case fucking CD <laughs> with like a fold out cover with no information in it. Like yeah. the old days. Like, yeah. So kind of the, the prettier and the better you can make the physical, the more sales you'll get. So it's like, yeah, like with prophecy, it was, I was fucking say it was a nightmare. They wanted like an art book with all this shit. I had nothing like me and my mate tried to like come up with this art book and they wanted like a, I think it was seventy two page, like forty eight by forty eight art book. I'm just like I can't do that. Like, like how? I've got like four photos in one drawing. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? But, but would they? So they just put it all on you to say just f- fill the pages. Like yeah, find, exactly. Find your own artist or yeah, whatever, and, 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 uh, shit. and then and then say, oh no, that's not good enough. You no. need to do something better. But. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I I like it. What the kind of ethos behind it is really cool. Like, give something special and charge fifty bucks for it yep. or whatever. But it's like you can pay ten bucks for a download, and you what do you get? You just get some fucking MP3s. Yeah, that's right. Or you pay fifty bucks and you get a free download, a fucking CD, a bonus track or two, a nice book you can flip through with photos and glossy pages and shit. So. I don't know. I think it's good. I was pretty impressed. Like, um, it might have... Oh, fuck, I don't know what... Um, I know Autumn's Dawn. That had, like, this crazy digipack fucking yeah. booklet thing, this white thing. That was with Eisenwald. Yeah, okay. That we had, like, the artwork was me and Matt went to Wollongong Botanical Gardens. Ooh. I just took pictures with my phone of, like, stuff and, like, arty ones with the sun shining through, like, yeah. trees and shit. And we made the booklet out of that, and it turned really turned out really good. But when Nico wants to like a special edition, he's like, we "Need something special. Like, has to, it can't just be that artwork printed on cardboard." So he got a guy to do a wood carving of like a fucking nature scene or something, and then put it on like heavy set cardboard. And it was, that's crazy. Yeah, and it was like the fucking most amazing artwork ever. It looks incredible, and it was like. Um I don't think it was that expensive either because I remember actually now I ordered that and I got the two vinyls with the – so there's a white vinyl and I think just the normal black, mm, just standard the, vinyl. The first EP, yeah. Yeah. And I remember you messaging me saying – like I ordered it and then I was like – I think it might have been like a pre-order or something like that. And a few months had passed and you're like, have you got your shit yet? I'm like, nut. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, And yeah. so I think that might have been when you're you're having some – yeah, some concerns or whatever, but yes, um, <laughs> label problems. <laughs> but uh, oh man, I was so impressed with the packaging, and but I've seen that across all the stuff that you've been releasing. It's like mm. just, and I don't know if that's just that, as you said before, it's a that genre of music with sort of extreme metal, black metal, uh, where you need that sort of tangible, limited edition, unique, special product. Mm. 
to to sort of. Well, you, you need something to sweeten the deal. I, I liken it to um, like all throughout the eighties, nineties, and two thousands, and the Japanese market. Mm. Uh, it was cheaper for them to get an imported version of an album than to buy the Japanese press. Yeah. So what what what's the answer? They put a Japanese bonus track on it. That's right. Yeah. So they would pay a couple of bucks more to get a special track. So it's kind of the same thing. You pay a couple of bucks more and you get, instead of the just the digital files, you get a really nice package that you can fucking put on the shelf for. That's it. Especially if it's like limited as well. People like, well, yeah, they'll treasure that stuff. They'll, they'll spend the money, mm. you know, just to, just to say that they've got it and it's not something that people can freely get later on down the track. Now, I remember with Agalog, it was like years and years ago when they first sort of got started, or it was around Pale of Folklore, well, and that's the first album, so yeah. after the demos. Yeah, and then they they started doing, like, the EPs and then the vinyl releases and whatever, and then it was a case of making sure you're on the end records website yeah, and yeah, released yeah. it. And so a whole bunch of us were always getting those releases when they came out, but now those releases are worth fucking so much money. It's crazy. I actually sold uh, an Agalock 10-inch. What's it called? Uh, Tomorrow Never Comes, or... I can't remember. Uh, there's a it's the one with like a face, like a wooden carved face on the cover. Either way, I sold that on eBay for oh, fucking shitloads. Like, tomorrow never comes, maybe. Yeah. And I, I felt like I put a starting price really low because I'm like, I paid I sold 20 that bucks for this. I sold that one a few months ago to a dude in Korea for 300 bucks. Yeah, it would have yeah, It's just been insane. Like, just similar. crazy. Like, and I just, anyway, that's another reason why I'm selling that, different reason why I'm selling that stuff. But, um, yeah, like it's just so sought after and so mm. hard to get. And I guess, you know, with people stuff that people release now, you know, if people sort of think ahead and they go, oh, man, I really want a piece of this, and it might be, well, I'll buy it for an investment opportunity and, and make some money later on. Or <laughs> it's a case of I get to own something that a yeah. lot of other people will wish they had. Yeah, well, for, for me back when we got all that shit, like the Agalog stuff, I was like young, I was like 17 years old or something. Yeah. It's just like, fucking A, I'll save up my... Whatever, I don't even know how I got money then. How do you get money when you're 17? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Any, anyway, I had to save up money that mm. was coming from somewhere and buy something. It was just because I wanted it, like, yeah. because I fucking loved it. And it was not like now. You couldn't go on the internet and just stream it. No. Like, if you wanted those songs, you had to fucking buy them. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And at the time, it's just like, you know, I want I want that because I know that it's, it's, you know, within an hour or within a few hours, it's going to be gone and I'll never get a chance to buy it ever again. Exactly. And I mean, and nowadays, if something like that happens within four minutes of it being released, it's up on YouTube or whatever, oh, yeah. on the torrent site, so you can just listen to it. But back then, yeah. That's like, it. Fuck that. I've got it marked in my calendar that I need to pre-order this fucking oh. Agalock vinyl. And- You'd be up at like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning or whenever, yeah. like for the American time of when it was going to, the end was going to open up that, uh, that order or whatever it was. And you're just like, oh man, got to get it in. And then, then you're messaging everyone else on ICQ or I MSN. Oh, it's too MSN, cool. yeah. MSN. Not ICQ. <laughs> <laughs> messaging everyone just saying, oh yeah, I got it. Did you get it? Nah, fuck, suck shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> nah, it's cool. Um, Oh, yeah. So we went off on a tangent for like, I don't know, fucking 20 minutes. But I was going to ask you about some of the weird stuff that you've been doing. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, You like how I like, did full circle? Yeah. Not, I don't know if it's full circle, but I've, it was a semicircle. Semicircle right? and then 
back down. <laughs> a diagonal line. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, so you got this guy coming in uh, shortly who's going to be doing, as in, like, in the next few days, not, like, in the next few minutes, but um, he's doing, like, yeah, guide you know, med- he's coming in now, so oh. we better wrap this up. <laughs> and we're done. Um, who is doing guided meditations, mm. and he's a, he, like, we don't have to go into too much detail, but, like, he does it for for sporting. Yeah, I, I won't. Oh, fucking. I probably should have checked beforehand, but I yeah. won't mention his name in case he isn't. Yeah. But, he, um, yeah, he's a psychologist slash wellness coach. Yeah, right. Who works. He's been working with the AFL and he's coached, like, premiership teams, like, doing their. I, th- I think what it basically is is, like, getting them into the best headspace possible on the field yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, so I'm working for him, like, writing the music for his meditations and then recording him doing the, you are feeling sleepy. Yeah, right. Whatever else. I don't know. You are going to play a great game on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to hit a six. Yeah. No, you don't do cricket. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'll do <laughs> Oh, wrong one. It was an NBA player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you do in basketball, do it very well. Yeah. Um, don't have a bad game. Yeah, don't have a bad game. Whatever you do, don't have a bad game. Uh that's pretty fucking out there. Like, okay, so you're writing music for that, or like, do you call it music? It's like this ambient. It's music. Sort of, it's I guess. it's like a lot of it's frequency based. Like, there's like concert tuning is four forty. Yeah. Like, so there's an argument that it should be four thirty two hertz, which is the fucking rotation of the Earth or something. Okay. Uh, to be fair, you can only tell them when you A-B them, yeah. but whatever. And there's other frequencies. There's things that help study 528 and all this kind of stuff. And I incorporate that as binaural beats, which is like one side is moving at a certain like wavelength and the other side is moving at a different one. And you divide those in the brain and it creates a, a thing. Fuck, you thought this one out. Oh, yeah, I'm giving a really shitty explanation. That's but anyway, right. I'm impressed. Like, fuck. um, and uh, yeah, the stuff like that. So it's all these psychological things yeah. that are, are meant to do. And I don't know if they do or if they don't, but it's very easy to go onto oh, yeah? a computer and, and. I was just gonna say, do you just whip the that. keyboard out and just fucking go? For I it? do. Like yeah. this old bad boy, <laughs> this old Casio. Um. That's why I record everything because yeah. I can't. I don't like weighted keys yeah. because I'm a shit pianist. So yeah. as soon as I have weighted keys, I play really inconsistently. But um, well, le- learning from Chet Tapson, I mean, you can only yeah. I'm, I'm used to clicking a mouse. Yes. Not <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I do it on that, and then I'll add the processing. Yeah. Afterward or whatever, and yeah, so it's it's all about that, and fuck. Either way, like what I'm doing is like long, long pieces that start off with not much. Yeah. And gradually, no, they end with even less. Oh, really? Okay. So it's like a meditation, like he will talk and then it will get less and less and he will talk less and less and they will go into a meditative state. Oh, okay. So at the end, he brings them out of it. So you're almost starting, not that necessarily it's a peak, but I guess it's a peak in that track where you're starting off because they're alert. Exactly. And and their minds in a million different places as we normally are when we're distracted and Yeah, whatever. exactly. And then you will take them away from that and get to the point where they're just basically probably daydreaming. Mm. 
and the music is just subliminally kind of there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fuck. Might have to get that guy on the podcast. Sounds yeah, you should. out there. I'll, Fuck. I'll hook you up. <laughs> um, you've also been doing some other, like, odd stuff. Um, I do heaps of weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you were doing, um, you said the other day or the other week about um, you were doing something for, oh, I'm going to fucking butcher this, some Korean fucking movie or a... Oh, I know what you're talking about. That's going back a little bit, maybe a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's going back a few months. It was was an Aussie bloke who lived in Thailand, but he shot a movie in Kenya Kenya with Kenya's, like, best actress, who is... I don't know. (laughs) I was trying to think of something witty then. Just some chick. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing witty to say without sounding racist. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it was with... Yeah, this this African bird is Kenya Africa or do, like are, are mm. they an independent mm. thing? Do they say we're not African? We are Kenyan. Oh, I don't know, but probably. I think they're on the continent of Africa. Well, so yeah, but I mean, it's probably not as clean cut as that. Maybe it's a yeah, little more complex. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Kenyan, Kenyan chick. Yep. Anyway, so I was fuck it. I'll tell the story. Yeah, tell it. So I got there's like many ways to get work online. Yeah. And I ended up getting contacted by this guy to fix his movie. He used local crews in Kenya mm. and their gear was shit. Half the time wasn't working. So all the audio was really inconsistent. Like the, the footage was good, but the audio was just fucking all over the place. So he had someone cut it up like a video editor, but what he ended up with, he just wasn't happy with the audio because every scene it would cut to it and it would sound completely different. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he would, um, yeah, he sent it to me. He sent the shit to me and just said, can you make it sound consistent? Can you make it where you can't hear what they're saying? I can hear what they're saying. That guy's really loud. Make him quieter. Just blah, blah, blah. The typical shit. Anyway, so he sent this thing to me. I was fucking convinced it was the intro for a porno. (laughs) (laughs) Ten minutes of this, like, Kenyan chick with this, like, Irish guy like basically talking about how she's addicted to sex and how weird stuff is. Like setting the scene for this. Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck, this guy's just going to send me the next scene. He's just going to be boning her or whatever. Like, (laughs) going to be seeing a pool with like 40 guys or something and like a helicopter. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, so turns out I was wrong. And when he sent me the final scene, it was, it was just that she was like, she had like mental problems yeah right and she'd imagined the whole thing so it wasn't a porno but it was a yeah it was a challenge what a twist yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) especially for the guy who bought it from like adult warehouse (laughs) (laughs) so but what hang on what did you have to actually do what was the job that you had okay so so the job for me was to make take all these things which were recorded sometimes the boom mic was working sometimes it's just the camera audio and just basically make them sound as consistent as possible. So you're almost like mastering or mixing. Well, it's, mixing it's noise or... reduction. It's, it's yeah. wearing a lot of hats. Like, But there was other things like there was like it's filmed in the fucking jungle or whatever. There's like birds tweeting. There's wind and fucking trees and stuff. So I had to like when I reduced, obviously when I reduced the noise on the voice, all that shit went out the window. So mm. I had to then create, recreate that using separate 
tracks and stuff and get that sounding. So when you saw her standing there talking with trees rustling in the background, it, it wasn't just her voice. It was, you also had yeah, that. So yeah. anyway, it was all that. And then at the end of that, he asked me to score it as well. And it was a really obscure thing because he's like, score it, but I don't want like music. I just want sounds. Hmm. So it was like, but then I gave him one that was like sounds with like, like, it, uh, what would you call it? Like effects, like trailer effects. Like if there's something like, bah, Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So um, like dramatic sort yeah, of sound yeah, yeah, yeah. bites or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 that's too much. I don't want that. So I just did like subtle kind of like swells and stuff of like, would happen. <laughs> and he liked it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It ended up being great. And, and uh, I mean, it sounds like shit, but like if if people heard what I got to work, I can't even remember the name of the fucking thing. So they can't even but obviously, it, but obviously from what it was to what it became, yeah, it was a dramatic improvement. Much better. And it was months yeah. of work yeah. like to, to get it happening. But Was it worth the money that they paid you to do it? For me, oh, I'll be completely honest. For me, yes. Yeah. For him, no. Yeah. He, what, what, I told him right at the start, I said, you need to reshoot this. Hmm. Like, or you need to go into a studio and re-record the yeah. audio. But his budget didn't allow it, so. Yeah. Wow. We just made the best of what we had. But How'd that guy find you? Because I have a, a few profiles on different websites of, like, just what I can do, what I do do, and then have some. Examples what, of oh, work so and like stuff. sort of industry pages where people are mm. engineers and sound engineers and whatever. Exactly, yeah. Then they, people can scroll through and look for someone. Yeah, I don't really. I I was doing like I was applying for jobs and and trying to work, applying for jobs online, but it's a fucking losing battle because you're competing against a bunch of other people mm. and you have to lower your price and stuff. So I just kind of wait for them to come to me, and That's as long as you got a good kind of name for yourself and a good feedback rating and everything then people will yeah right come to you and be confident that you can well i guess after a while you'll um you know maybe maybe not that guy i don't know but you could get referred to other people through the work that you do yeah maybe. well it, everything goes on in the kind of show reel as you yeah call it. Like, okay yeah like small snippets it's like Look how shit this was, and now it's slightly less shit. Now it's now it's, now it's yours could better. be too. <laughs> <laughs> what other stuff have you, be, have you done? Like, so I know the one you. Oh fuck, I told you on Facebook the other week. It was a Muslim bloke living in Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. And fuck, I was blown away by this one. And he he sent me this video. He's like, and it was like him explaining how you need to date as a Muslim in Western society. Yeah. So he's like, but he reenacted everything and it was the fucking funniest. And he had like... Was it meant to be funny though? Or was it meant to yeah, be it, was, it was meant to be funny. Lighthearted but sort of thing. A, yeah, lighthearted, but with a, a real message sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But So it was like, he's like, this is what you don't do. And it's like, oh, hey girl, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And you go make out behind a fucking thing and she gives you a wristy or whatever. But like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, this is what you should do. And it's like... Do you pray? Is Allah in your heart? And all this stuff. Oh, and wow. Yeah, 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 I was full on. And he's like, and this is how you do it. But it went through all these steps of like up to the point that you get married of how you should have your your relationship build. Based off their, their off, religious well, I, I guess, yeah, based, principles or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, obviously, it's not the same dating if I'm a Muslim in Canada and I'm dating like a, a Canadian bird. Yeah. 
she wouldn't have a fucking clue how it's meant to, to go. So, so you've got you to you ease your way into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it was really fucking... I mean, he, of course, he got his, like, mate to film it on an iPhone. Okay, all right. And then goes, oh, it sounds like shit. And he filmed it near an airport, so there's planes landing and stuff. Ugh. Sounds like shit, and I can't hear my voice on the planes are landing. Can you fix it? So is it a similar <laughs> sort of concept to the other guy where you just can't, like, you're trying to reduce noise and... Yeah, it's, it's you hit the balance between keeping the voice sounding natural yep. and getting rid of the unwanted noise because you can get rid of all of it and then you hear this tinny shitty voice that yeah is just fucked but yeah it's finding a balance and I, I actually like doing that it's like post-production like yeah uh i watched a video the other day in game of thrones everyone's favorite show i've never watched it it's my favorite show is you should it? fucking watch it man oh, doing? did you actually watch it yeah, fuck, of course. It's, it's so unlike you because usually you would be, well, I, I mean, I don't know what you're like these days, but usually if everybody else likes something, you'll wait 10 years and then and then start watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I still do. I, I haven't been to the movies, like the, the what do you call it, the picture theatre, <laughs> since yeah, seriously similar. like maybe like 2001, like the first Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, okay, you, you're better than me. I think <laughs> Django Unchained was the last one I saw, and I think that's that's probably hitting 10 years or around Fuck. that now, so, yeah. But, yeah, so, anyway, like, no, I don't, like, keep it. Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones. And yeah, okay. It's, it's just amazing, and you should watch it. Okay, all right. But um, what even was I saying? Uh, you like this stuff. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 sorry. So I watched this fucking video of the guys who do mm. the post-production on Game of Thrones, they're saying out of 100 recorded lines, yeah. 99 will be, like, noise reduced. Replaced. And, oh, okay. And fixed oh, up. Yep. So they don't replace lines. They'll record them on location. But then there's a, a company, Isotope, and the RX software, and you reduce noise reduction. Wow. And it, I just went, there's a fucking massive market for this. Like, So I've just been trying to focus on that um, noise reduction. noise reduction. Well, what a fucking niche. Though. It is, but on, on these podcasts, one of the very first things I do, like I've got a template set up where I run it through some buses and shit and they're compressed and EQ'd and stuff, is I'll find certain, because they're recorded in different places. Oh, well, just use mine for an example. Your what? My podcast. I am using yours, but you're always recording, recording yeah, yeah. them in different places. So <laughs> there might be different, like, weird background noises yeah. that are shit. So yeah. I'll, I, I don't want to get rid of them because it, it would just be weird if everyone was just you and a guy talking. Yeah. So you want ambience and yeah. you want shit in the background, but I'll find things that are distracting and just get rid of them. Mm. So that's, yeah, I do it on this all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And on your intros and outros. I know, because there's always a bit of shit in the background. There's always, like, crackle, like the... Yeah, yeah. Like, the voice pops and, and your tongue moves and there's saliva on the tongue and stuff. So there's oh. always a little, like... <laughs> all those sounds. Well, not that, but... Yeah. <laughs> all those type of sounds. So I just get rid of them. Yeah, nice. Okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's amazing that, um, like, such a such a specific niche thing can be i mean it can be so lucrative because i guess now like so, i mean even just looking at podcasts podcasts are popular anyway but just when you're looking at as you said like 
TV, movies, this... I don't even know what the format is now. Like Game of Thrones, what's that? What, what's it classed as? What's the... Well, I guess it's, it's a TV movie. A series. Or a series or whatever it is. Know. Anyway, but, um, I mean, there's just... Fuck, the opportunities there would be massive. Because mm. more and more people... It's easier for people to film shit. It's easier for people to record stuff, to do this podcast and all that sort of stuff. So the more that people are have got access to this sort of shit the more they're going to need people to make them sound better than what they are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, I'd like to say I'm getting into this thing at the right time. But, um, you had uh, episode 98, was it Cusack? Yes. Yep. I recorded with him, like I was fucking Yolo and Damo and Darren. Like, yeah. Love it. Damo and Darren especially, he's like yeah. the fucking funniest. But Especially you being local, like, that yeah, and not too far down the road from. Yeah, from and, and and the second episode's at Union Dara Skate oh, yeah. with like West Leagues Club <laughs> in the background. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I did a couple of sessions with him earlier in the year, and it's, he's phenomenal. But mm. I listened, I went back and listened to his older stuff, and there were little things that bugged me, like you could hear that it was. Like maybe it's being pedantic, but it's it's Damo and Darren talking to each other with their band saying, fucking you, fuck, quit, you cunt, whatever. Mm. But you could hear that it was recorded in a studio with a good mic and, and in a controlled oh, yeah. environment. So I went back and the stuff that I recorded for him, I got rid of the clicks and pops and, and gave it an ambience to make it sound like it was in where where the, the thing's set sort of thing. So Yeah, right. It's a Foxtel show. I don't know what it's called. Did he oh, talk yeah. to you about that? He was telling me about it, but he didn't... Oh, fuck. Maybe he did tell me. It was sort of... He, th- he threw it out in passing, but I can't remember what it was, but he said he was doing stuff for Foxtel. Mm. So, anyway, at some point, I had to sign disclosure forms and shit for it. So yeah, right. So, at some point, this Foxtel show is going to come out. And I'd like to think that the the sound matches what you're hearing. So, it's not a guy's at a train station who have birds and shit in the background, but with these really clear voices... It's going to be in the, the setting. It's going to have that, that what's the word? Like, I was going to say ambience, but like, it, well, kind of. Ambiance. Ambiance. And like, <laughs> it's just got that noise. It's that background noise. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's well, you don't. Like, if I'm here, sitting here talking to you, we're in a controlled environment. You can hear every syllable. And <laughs> 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 you, know, like, you can hear everything. Sinclair. But if we're up, if we're outside and that, you don't. Yeah. So it's just, it's just that, making it sound real. That's cool. Um, oh, so, okay. So you had to sign a fucking waiver or some sort of disclo- non-disclosure? Thing? No, it was a intellectual oh, property thing. Okay. Because I, I, fuck it, I don't know. Uh, you signed it. Like, be- well, I, I read it. I didn't understand it. And then I just signed it and sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like, because it's, because I have done work on it, it's, classed as my intellectual property yeah right okay so i need to give permission for that and i'm just is like, that an animation series that's yeah yeah oh wow fuck all right that's okay. funny Stay after tuned. this wraps up i'll play you some yeah cool all right yeah. no. <laughs> um all right so fuck man like fucking kenyan movies guided meditations muslim dating yeah germ suicide yeah 
crazy people from Guatemala, maybe Portugal, maybe South America. South America. Not South Portugal. America. Definitely not Portugal. <laughs> well, maybe speaking Portuguese. Well, they would speak Portuguese. Yeah, wouldn't depending they? Maybe where. Spanish. I don't know. Yeah. No. Does Brazil speaks Portuguese and the rest of yep. South America speaks Spanish? Is that it? Uh, well, I know Brazil speaks Portuguese. I don't... Um, it might be another place. I've got a mate was... who's Peruvian and yeah, he speaks Spanish. Spanish. So. Yeah, maybe the majority of the place is Spanish. It's just Brazil. I don't want to sound like... Uncultured? Uh, yeah, uncultured. I'm I'm very cultured. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like 99, 100, 101, I don't know what episode this will be, but enough episodes. Let's to... make it 103. 103? Okay. Yeah, it's got a good ring to it. Yeah, I like that. 103. 103. We'll yeah. find we'll find another reason to link like the numbers. What's the meaning behind one zero three? If you add them add them together, well, one get... is the loneliest number. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, let's talk about. It. I think um, I I I've always loved John Farnham, but I think it wasn't until I moved to Sydney and spent a week with you when I first moved down. Oh, you stayed at my house when you moved down. Yeah, yeah until like my my dwellings uh, were ready. Um, and I think it was only then that I I really started to fall in love with John Farnham, John Farnham, and I must thank you for it because um, I think you've just pretty much been a John Farnham, well, fan since you were a kid. Yeah, like, oh fuck, I, I may be off by one or two here, but I'm, I've seen Farnsy as of last count sixteen times. <laughs> so that's mad. Uh, yeah, but my my mum was a massive Farnsy fan, and they took me to the. I think it was, it must have been the Whispering Jack tour first went in eighty seven or eighty eight, but then when it blew up, he did another round with the, the Melbourne Symphony. Oh, okay. Is that the one that he re- recorded? It would be. It would be on classic Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be the first time I saw Farnsy. Yeah. I obviously don't remember. It was like four. Hmm. But then I saw him again on the Age of Reason tour and the Chain Reaction tour, and what came after that? That one where he's lying down. Oh, um, <laughs> I should even know this. No, yeah. no, I, I stopped paying attention on the Chain Reaction. <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple of a couple of good singles, and um, oh, I just keep thinking of the last time, but it's not. That's not no, the last time no, was, was like later, one or two later. after that. Was that. A, it was another white. No, cover. there was Romeo. There was a white cover, then there was Romeo's, Romeo's heart, heart, and then there was the last oh, time. I was the one lying down. Oh, fuck. Anyway, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I saw him on all those tours, and it got to the point where around the last time, my parents stopped going because they were kind of over it. Mm. But I just was fucking in love with Fondy, so I just kept going just kept on going. all these tours. And then the last time tour I was there, and then like a year later when he did not the last time anymore <laughs> tour. It's like, oh, fuck, better go back out again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember. I remember sitting that first week – uh, staying with you in Wollongong, and we went to uh, the fucking New Illawarra. Was hotel. I working? No, like during the day or just no. bludging? Oh well, you might, I, maybe you took the week off. I don't know, but or, I, I just remember take I, every week off. I just remember I, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I saved a lot of money before I came down, and most of it was gone after that yeah. first week because it was just like we just. I think we just went to the pub and we just drank a lot, and then we watched ex Japan DVDs and. It was just, um, it was a pretty good time. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's about right. I remember being at New Illawarra and and I think oh, Matt was there. Such a uh, And it was before they did it up and it's crap now. But, mm. but when, it was, when it was a shithole, I remember sitting there in the front bar and Age of Reason came on the little jukebox thing. 
and everyone's trying to do like the harmonies and the backing vocals <laughs> all through it. And I'm pretty sure what about I- the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely you and Mav, and there was a couple of others, a couple of other locals that were there at the time. But um, but I think then I was like, oh yeah, Fancy's pretty awesome. And then it was just all over after that. It was just Fancy oh, obsessed. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, and we're back. We're getting. Uh, oh fuck! They're still cold. Oh man. It's magic. The magic, the, the magic Oatinger. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I honestly have not had one of these beers. In years, I think the last time was when actually I think you might have been with us. We were um, pushing a trolley down uh, down a street in St Peter's, going to a house party. <laughs> Sounds like something we <laughs> we gay crashed um, uh, uh, someone's someone's house party. I don't think we were meant to be there. Actually, I think the in the in uh, was you, and I think you knew someone was having a house party. I did. I know what you're talking about. It was, uh, remember Mika? Yep. One of his mates was having a party. So we went. <laughs> and that was when we were still living in Cronulla. And, and it so was... we got on the state, we got on the train, we had a carton of Stella. And oh then when we God. got off the, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we got. I remember having a trolley at some point. As well. <laughs> yeah. We picked up a trolley from uh, Sydenham station and then wheeled it down, down the road to the house. And then we, and then they had a house where it had this, like really narrow corridor and the mm. trolley went in the house and then there was i just remember everyone was smoking cigarettes so i think everybody just joined in i remember i was smoking cigarettes so i was just going what the hell and then and then someone was making popcorn and then the pop we just started yeah. throwing the popcorn everywhere yeah. and yeah. um and then i threw up i threw <laughs> i threw a saucepan at Andrew Craig. <laughs> and it, it, Andrew Craig it, it, was it, there, was he? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was Andrew Craig, Turner, us. Stiffy uh, was there, wasn't Stiffy he? was there as well. I remember because before we went out. And I think Will. Will was there as well. Will Hobson. Oh, who ended yeah. up being yeah, Whiskey yeah. William. Yeah. In the Kylie Minogue video. Yeah. yeah. I remember really early that day, as in like probably before lunch, me and Stiffy bought a case of Heineken's, yeah. like cans. And we watched the Shane McGowan documentary. <laughs> a bit of inspiration. Yeah. And then, we, like, we kept pausing it to, sh- like, shotgun cans, like, stabbing them with our keys and shotgunning them. And, then <laughs> and so by the time we went out, we were fucked. Oh, it, was, it was bad. I remember, I remember being on that train and we pulled up to Sydney and we were throwing something at somebody else and the cops were on the, on the platform and really? the other guys, don't yes, remember that. And but the other guys got in trouble. We had all this open beer, but the cops were more distracted by the guys in the train because they were causing a ruckus, and so we got away with all this open beer that we we're drinking on the train. Fuck, I don't even remember but, that. But um, but yeah, I threw a saucepan at Andrew Craig's head and cut his <laughs> cut his eye or his eyebrow open. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still he's still pissed at me that if, whenever it comes up in the, in in his mind, he's he's quick to quick to throw the blame at me. Um, I'd, I'd throw the blame at Stella. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Blame, blame that fucking shit beer. Um, oh yeah. So I wanted to ask you this, and I was listening back to uh, once again Matt Bell, Matt Bell, Matt Bell, Matt Bell. That asshole. That asshole. <laughs> Matt Absolute. Bell, the biggest asshole in Australian music. <laughs> the guy, the guy who had to keep saying, "I think I've come across as an asshole in this podcast." So, yeah, mate, you have. <laughs> Um, he told me the story of, um, I think, oh, fuck, I don't know what it was for. Um, 
you'll be able to tell me, but where you had, you need to record some vocals and you went over to his house yeah, and you record yeah, yeah. them in his sister's bedroom. It was for, um, oh, did he like say the band and stuff? I think he goes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's it it a, a Ukrainian, mm. uh, is he Ukrainian he said or Ukrainian. Russian? Yeah. He's, he's, blow, he's a nice guy. And um, I did the drums on this album for him. And he asked me to write the lyrics and do the vocals. So I said, yeah, cool. I'll do that for how much dollars. Mm. Or was it in Ukraine? Lay, Romanian. Oh, lay, I was going to say Ukrainian. Ron, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, like Ukrainian fucking car parts. But <laughs> I was going to say just stone chips. Yeah. <laughs> Donkeys. <laughs> so, so I said for a donkey in a field, I'll do your vocals. <laughs> As long as the soil is fertile. Yeah, but <laughs> I like it, the conditions. <laughs> uh, so after sending a geologist to test the uh, soil, I agreed. And um, <laughs> I'll probably edit this. No, don't keep it in there. You have to keep this in there. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. I did his, the vocals for this thing. It's a really good album. And it's a band called Sky Forest. Oh, yeah, okay. You get a name drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll fucking say it. He's, he's a nice guy. Bogdan. Forget his last name, Bogdan something or other. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I can't remember why. I think I was like renovating my bathroom or kitchen or something at that I time. Couldn't do it. And I couldn't do the vocals at home because there was like power tools going on and there was just shit in my room. And so I just said to Matt, I said, well, Matt, you've got, you've got a computer, you've got a couple of mics and you've got some good gear. Like, can I come around and do it with yours? And he's like, yeah, no worries. So, yeah, we rocked up, but he'd just broken up with his girlfriend and moved back in with his parents, and it was his little sister's bedroom, which was, like, painted pink with, like, fucking ponies and dolls and shit all <laughs> over it. And so I just did the... um, I just did the vocals there, and it was... Um, it was fine. <laughs> but it was just, like, the the worst atmosphere. Like, it was... It was actually, I was probably sort of saying it was, like, a... An affluent suburb, yeah, beachside beach yeah. suburb. Ostomy is like a really nice, really nice like area. It's it's yeah. an expensive area. It's a nice so when you when coastal you, region. Yeah, when you listen to the the album, the Sky Forest album, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, you probably hear like despair and misery, but <laughs> well, fair play. Like the lyrics were pretty pretty bad, but like yeah, I was doing it. In like a pre-teens bedroom with like pink walls overlooking like a uninterrupted ocean view. (laughs) (laughs) Little do those passionate, passionate. Was it black metal? Sure was. (laughs) (laughs) Was it like screaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like proper screaming. Were Matt's parents home? No. Oh, we, I did it when yeah, they were going You coordinated out. it yeah, appropriately. Yeah, yeah. We, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little, little did the listeners know. Well, maybe now. Nah, they won't. They won't be listening. I, I don't Forest, think our any... fan base probably wouldn't be listening to the Andy Social well, Podcast. It's, it was funny though because when we went, when we were in Europe last year doing the German yeah Shot Prophecy Fest, there was like all these people with Sky Forest patches and shit. On oh, really? Jacket. No shit. <laughs> Excuse me, and and Matt <laughs> Matt thought it was like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh man, um, were you 
were you noted on that album as being mm, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so they so as as so sorrow they, my my birth name sorrow yeah no <laughs> <laughs> so but people were going to that to see you and they had that patch knowing that you were linked with that mm. as well fucking hardcore there's a lot of these italian guys fans. at some point that were like fucking come up and said oh can we get your autograph and shit I'm like, all right whatever don't worry about it yeah i'll give you my autograph i'll take a photo fucking hell like i'm just here sink and piss like what i forgot better to do like <laughs> but it was heaps weird at, at prophecy fest last year like because prophecy fest was a, a festival put on by my label yeah or germs label prophecy and um we did a meet and greet after the concert so we did the concert and i thought oh shit but it turned out everyone else said it was good. So I was like, oh, sweet, cool. And um, we had a meet and greet like three hours later. But as you do, after we got on stage, it was yeah, gone a couple of tins, and, yeah. But um, so the meet and greet was like four hours after the... Ugh. And I just completely forgot. <laughs> and it was like at 9 p.m. or whatever. And I was just sitting outside like drinking and whatever, just having fun and... Guys from the the label came up. And they're like, "What are you doing? You fucking meet and greet was meant to start five minutes ago." I was like, "Oh shit!" So I just walked up. They sat at the table, and there wasn't pens and stuff, and it was pandemonium. And I was just like, "Fucking who cares?" It's probably like three people, if that. Yeah. And because it was a cave, it just went into the darkness. So you couldn't see. Yeah, I thought yeah. I literally thought it was just like two or three people. And it ended up being, there was like fucking like 100 or 200 people. And it took like probably two or three hours sitting yeah, there wow. to, to sign everyone's stuff. And I was just like, that's Fuck. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's like, it's such a mind fuck. Like just after all these years to be able to, like just from us being pissed cunts and I guess still now. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed. But just from from that to I mean all the stuff that you've done over the last few years is incredible. Like and to have all these people that just are so fanatic about what you do is just it's insane. Yeah, we've had with uh well, aside from recently we've been ending every germ concert with an austere cover and which probably explain Austin as a band I was in with a yep. friend of mine before Germ and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, like, the biggest Austin song, which is just this song we wrote together, we ended it and at that festival in Germany. Like, in Australia, it's always kind of had, like, a decent reaction. People mm. singing along and kind of going, yeah, cool, and headbanging or whatever. But in Germany, I looked out and there were people, like, people crying there were people like screaming the words. There were people headbanging. There were people like making out. There were like people hugging. Wow! And it was just like, fucking hell! <laughs> Fuck, man! I just remember, I remember sitting in your lounge room, wasted, getting overly emotional because it's like, uh, what were we watching? The last live. And it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, just like saying how amazing this is and then you and then even like like when you're still in the band we did uh the metro gig mm. and you did your your um drum your solo emotional drum solo sitting solo <laughs> contemplating life so, off the side of the stage and then sitting solo <laughs> with your jeans that were like ripped one leg was ripped off do you remember that yeah i remember that and and it, 
those jeans, like, it was like one leg cut like hot pants <laughs> and one like proper jeans. Yeah. But it was because I had like a rip in the, what's this, the thigh? Yeah. Of the jeans. And I put my foot through it when I was pissed. Try like when we we're on tour, trying yeah. to put them on and I just ripped the whole front. So I'm like, what do I do? These are my only pair of jeans. Fine. Like, I'm not rich. I mean, Lord, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just cut the back to match the front and it was sweet. It was fine. It was like, it was just a unique, uh, mysterious look that added to a little bit more of the... Uh, you, the uniqueness of your drum solo, your emotional drum solo. Yeah. It was pretty... Um, but I'd like to think that those few minutes of of uh, uncertainty <laughs> really, really added that when I actually did play the drums, it had more of an impact. That's it. That's it. Well, <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, you're a drummer, so I mean, you'll have a different perspective. But when I go and see a band and they do a drum solo, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so boring. Yeah. And it's just, but it's the same thing. It's the, and the crowd like fucking gets claps on it, or it's just like you know I'm gonna do like this crazy thing, fucking whatever, and and it's just there's nothing to it. It's like okay, that's that's the drink break, that's the piss break, or whatever. Mm. And I remember you doing that, and then we there was like because you had the backing track going, yeah, yeah. for that orchestral music, playing. And we had one of my mates doing the lights, and he had this really sort of ambient sort of light setup going. And then and then he walked out the front, and (laughs) I can just imagine the crowd going, "Where is this going?" (laughs) (laughs) The best thing was it went fucking nowhere. (laughs) He just sat down, just went head down, just contemplating life. But it was. It was, uh, you know what, it it, it, it ended off a, a big year and uh, Mav was leaving as well. So I think it I think it worked out quite well. But fuck, man, like from an emotional <laughs> and you're always about the emotion, especially yeah. watching X Japan. And I think that's obviously where it came from. Yeah, back then I was like, I, I, just everything needs to be over the top emotional. Like we need to like, I want to reference Matt Bell again. Yeah. When he what said. <laughs> so when when he said like i'm paraphrasing here but it was something like i don't want when people come to see child hog and i don't want them to look up on stage and say that could be me up there doing that he said i want them to look up and think i could never do that like <laughs> it's not in such obviously not in a so unsubtly arrogant way yeah. like that's what I wanted like I, I wanted to put on a show and Dungeon was all about like just getting up like metal fans getting up and playing yeah, yeah. and I wanted this to be about these like clearly mentally deranged <laughs> like, like <laughs> overly emotional like <laughs> People like performing this, like having a breakdown. Yeah, basically, like, (laughs) (laughs) and I just thought that was that's a really good way to distance yourselves from your audience. So it's not like they can't come up to you after the show and just go, "Hey, fucking Andy, great show." They'd be like, "Is Andy all right?" Like, I'm I'm really confused. And then they like, they just gives that barrier. That's it. It's 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 painting something more than just getting up on stage and yeah. playing playing a show. It's it's, it's like it's theater the in a way. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um and just on the on the topic of X Japan really quickly. Hmm. Um 
So we recorded that cover years and years ago. Sirens Jersey. Yes. And um, <laughs> pretty pretty mad cover. I'm still... Sore um, eyes. Too slow. We should have done it faster. Oh, uh, man. Do you read... I don't know if you ever go back and look at that YouTube video. I don't. But fuck, like... How many three, views has it had? Uh, 310,000 or something fuck like that. Fuck me. That's it's all right. Still, it's still, it still goes up there. <laughs> Is but, good? Good comments? Bad? Uh, well, yeah. This, uh, you know, the Japanese polite criticism... Yeah. A certain thing, so you have to translate it and try and work decipher what they're saying. The drum isn't as powerful. That's it, yeah. Or, <laughs> or like, oh, they should have got a. Someone said a few people said they should have got a real Japanese person to sing the vocal. Hideo- like, yeah, Hideaki from, from Vigilante. Vigilante. We did yeah, get a fucking yeah. <laughs> Japanese guy did the Japanese vocals. What the fuck? And then they're criticizing the piano as well because MIDI piano. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so, sorry that we don't have the budget to record a grand piano. Like, <laughs> fuck me. But, but I think overall, like, I think most of the comments are pretty positive. And there's even one dude, there's one Japanese dude who's done a cover of our cover. Really? Yeah, I'll find. I'll, I'll send. Well, it didn't Yoshiki retweet? Yeah, the Lord cover at some yeah. point, like a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I should. I'll try take again that. to do that again. That's pretty you good. Should. Oi, oi, send this fucking thing to him. Yeah, hey mate, fucking listen to this. Yoshki, listen to this. We talk about you for a very small amount of time right at the end. No, no, no. <laughs> right at the beginning, just keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, I remember we were sitting somewhere probably fucking wasted and you're like, oh man, we've got to get this on YouTube, hey. I reckon we'll get like 10,000 hits in like 10, a day <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, good, good call. And we got the mongrel, Tomo. Oh, Tomo. What a legend. We got him to put together a compilation uh, still shot video thing. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. To, and so he put that up on our YouTube thing for us and it fucking died in its ass. Like it just, it wasn't getting any traction to begin with. And we we're like, oh, oh, well, never mind. And it got a few. No, hits. that was, that was, I remember I really pushed to do that yeah. cover because I was like, it's, Come on, this band's yeah. massive. We need to do it. We need to but do I it. remember, like when we like uh, we were talking to Maru about it. Maru was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they're popular." But it's like, eh. and it's like, "Oh come on, man! Like this is like your fucking biggest band ever." Mm. Like we thought we were on the verge of fucking just exploding by doing this cover. <laughs> but um, we put the YouTube video up, and no one gave a fuck for a little while. And we're like, "Oh, oh well, never mind." And then just maybe just steadily over however many years it's been out now, like, what, fucking 10 years? 300,000 is all right. It's pretty good. Even 10 years, that's 30,000 a year. It's pretty good. That's what, 1,000 a day? No, 100 a day. I'll take that. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) It's, um, yeah, and it's it's majority, I've checked the little stats on the video. It's it's mostly Japanese people who just keep fucking going back or people finding it. Sweet. I'm going to do a retweet. I'm going to put in the show notes of this episode. Speaking of which, thank you. You're welcome. Let's end it. All right. The end. The end. Thank you, folks. All right. Wow. Okay. I've got a few show notes to put in.
<laughs> far out enough things that he's been involved with over the years. So um, everything that we spoke about is going to be over in the show notes over at andysocial.net. Um, as with all the previous guests and episodes that I've had on the podcast. So um, go over there. Um, I'm going to have all the projects, all the bands, all the work that he's been involved with. We'll see if we can add some uh, videos and stuff in there. I'll see if uh, TY can pull up some interesting stuff that we can add into the show notes over there. But um, if you want to reach out to him, if you've got any audio work that you want done um, or whatever, make sure you reach out to TY and I'm sure he would be obliged to, uh, to help, maybe. I don't know. I'll leave that to him to make that decision. Anyway, enough. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm going to wrap this up really quickly. Social media stuff, like, share, retweet, love, all that sort of stuff goes a long way. PayPal.me, Amazon, portal link, all that sort of great supporting stuff over at andysocial.net. So you can go over there and uh, I'll be back next week. Another episode. We're going to keep it going. Next Thursday, 8 p.m. Sydney time. That's when you find the new episodes are out. So, okay. That's a really awkward ending to this episode. Goodbye. You're ready. You're ready, social. You're ready.